episode 62. What's going on, everybody? Uh, thanks for tuning in to another week of Who Gives a Dram. Uh, I am your host, Connor, and we're going back to normal this week. It's about time. Um, before we get into the show, you guys, make sure you're supporting the show. Uh, subscribe on all platforms. Uh, follow on all social medias. And as always, this episode is brought to you by thegrapevinemedia.com. Um, we're back to normal this week. We're back to normal. The past few weeks, I did something I called COVID Chronicles, where I couldn't smell or taste because I um, had COVID, or at one point I had COVID. I don't know how long I had it for, but um, that all subsided, thank God, um, within a few days, like three or four days. I honestly, throughout COVID, I've been worried the entire time, like, um, I didn't want to lose my smell or taste because I love doing this podcast so much. I didn't want to jeopardize that. Um, but anyways, you know, we're here. Um, I took a bunch of vitamins. I took a bunch of vitamins that I saw Joe Rogan recommend. And I don't know if they worked or not, but I got my taste and smell back in like three or four days, uh, five days at the most. Um, but we still did two weeks of COVID Chronicles. Last week, my taste was back, but I hadn't drank enough whiskey to, like, reaccustom my palate to how, to what notes I should be picking up. But I think we're good now. But it doesn't matter because we're doing it. Uh, the third episode of 2022. And this was supposed to be my first episode of 2022, this bottle that we're doing today. Because um, we have an absolute hitter on tap today. An absolute hitter. Stag Jr. Batch number... 17, um, the last batch of Stag Jr. of all time. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. But I hope everyone had a good week. Uh, I'm actually going to pour this into the glass now. Solid cork pop. Wow. That was, that was, that might, that was the best cork pop in Who Gives a Dream history right there. We're 62 episodes in. That was the best cork, the best uh, cork pop. Can't do much of this. This is a hitter. And I got to drive after this. Um, so we got a few things on the list today. Um, a few things to a few things to talk about. Not much. Not much. Not going to lie. Um, had a pretty busy weekend. Had a long weekend. Happy MLK Day, everybody. Um, had a long weekend this weekend. So um, I should have been more prepared, but I'm not. So I'm kind of rushing today and getting this, this episode out for Wednesday, uh, it's 7 15 here, uh, Tuesday night. So, uh, pretty, you know, it's, we're, we're, we're pushing these, these podcasts out kind of like right after we record them basically. Um, uh, thankfully I don't edit. If I did edit, then I would be in trouble. Um, but I hope everyone had a great week. Uh, not much has happened. Uh, some NFL playoff football. I mean, you know, kind of, oh, oh, this is what I want to talk about. So everyone assumes that because I'm from New England, I'm a Patriots fan. And I'm, I get the assumption. Most people that I know are Patriots fans. I'm not. I am a proud New York Giants fan, and I will be till the day I die. Being a Giants fan was great like 15 years ago when we were winning Super Bowls. Now it's just embarrassing. But regardless, I'm not a Patriots fan. Um, However, I do respect the hell out of Bill Belichick, and I think Mac Jones has had a fantastic season. And admittedly, 
to see a bat, uh, Pat's first Bucks Super Bowl this year would be, I mean, it doesn't get more perfect than that. It would break every single viewership record the Super Bowl has ever had. Um, and I like to see stuff like that. I like to see spectacles, which is why I'm I'm now rooting for Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl because I kind of just want him to get as many Super Bowls as he can get and then retire. And it's like, okay, that's that guy's the greatest. It's a consensus. No one ever beat him. And, you know, we can, uh, we can stop his goat talk because he is the goat. But um, the fact that the Bills – so I saw the score of the Bills game, and, I mean, I forgot what it was exactly. It's like 42 to 7 or – I don't know. But every single drive of the game, the Bills scored a touchdown. That's insane to me. It's absolutely insane to me. Every time they got the ball, they scored a touchdown. Now, I don't know if there's got to be a massive overhaul in the New England defense. I- I'm not – I don't I don't read too much into um I don't read too much into uh football nowadays. I don't I, I'm not balls deep in it like I was, but uh something's got to happen there in New England. Something's got to happen. Um but yeah, but yeah, that's that's uh we did that this weekend. Um and uh, that's really it. It's kind of a boring week, a busy week, busy with a lot of things, but kind of a boring week. Not much happening. Uh, I rewatched The Eternals on Disney+. Plus. Um, I thought I was going to like it more the second time. It was the same. I mean, it's it's kind of a boring movie. Um, my dad hated it, which is hilarious, and um, didn't really have any interest in it. So I finished my re- rewatch of Daredevil. Uh, I'm consensively putting that into my top five shows of all time, and it's not even close. Top five shows of all time. Top five MCU. Uh, no, no. It's the best MCU show of all time. It's in the top five television shows of all time. I still got to do an episode where I'm doing uh, where I'm doing uh, top five shows and top five movies or top ten movies. That'd be fun. Um. Rewatched Daredevil, loved it. I mean, one of the most fulfilling season enders, but ended up being series endings of all time. I mean, the way he he's beaten up on Kingpin at the end, you can, it's so fake. Like, the punches are so fake. And I don't know if Charlie Cox is doing a bad job pulling his punches or if uh, Kingpin is doing a bad job selling the punches or a combination of both. But someone's fucking up on that. And that got me to rewatch um, the Daredevil scene in Spider-Man No Way Home uh, because that was my favorite scene, and I'm sticking by that still, that Daredevil's one-minute cameo or 30-second cameo No Way Home was my favorite scene in Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, what else did we watch this week? We watched, uh, oh, oh, uh, um, Peacemaker came out, and... Peacemaker was one of those shows where it's like I wasn't too excited for it as time went as time went on because like I love John Cena it's one of my favorites but I don't know it's just like I felt like there was probably better shows coming out I wasn't sure I forgot James Gunn is directing it and that kind of changes everything or at least he wrote it um and you can tell it's a James Gunn show because I've only watched episode one so far but Everything I gathered from episode one, 
I mean, this is one of the, this show is, is hilarious. And you, John Cena in the show, I mean, you basically see him banging a chick. It's, he's basically, he's basically doing the horizontal mambo on, on camera. He's basically Johnny Sins with hair. If only this was when he was bald. Um, that was hilarious to me. Uh, seeing John Cena just going to town on a chick, almost fully nude. I mean, you saw everything except for, except for the man's, um, wiener, to use an anatomical term. (laughs) Um, didn't think I'd ever say the word wiener on my podcast, but here we are. Anyways, um, that show was fantastic. Episode one. I can't wait to watch episodes two and three and four by the time this comes out in a few hours. Um, Book of Boba Fett episode three was not good at all. Definitely the worst episode of any Star Wars show I've ever seen. That's Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. It sucked. Bad episode. Gotta watch it. It's a little bit of filler. It was cool to see uh, the Huts give... um, Boba Fett back that cave troll or whatever that they keep in the dungeon down there, but and it was cool to see uh uh the the black Wookiee, um the the uh bounty hunter Wookiee. Forgot his name, starts with a K. But uh cool to see him again. They let him go. He's definitely coming back into the show without a doubt. He's probably gonna help Boba Fett and he'll he's too cool of a character to like just kill him. He's like a I don't know. I like him more than Chewbacca. Chewbacca was always kind of boring to me. But this guy is sweet. And he has like big shoulder pads on with spikes on him like the uh like the Road Warriors tag team back in the day. Um I've been told it always looks like I'm wearing a set of shoulder pads cuz my shoulders are so broad, but that's neither here nor there. Drink some water. Mm-hmm. A lot of like small things happen. I didn't write any notes. I don't know if that's obvious. This might be a bad episode, you guys. I'm sorry. Um, but you know what they say. Consistency is key. I'm not missing a week for the rest of my life. Um, had a few fun episodes drop with Bourbon with Friends this past week. If you guys haven't watched them or listened to them, we came out with our uh, Bourbon Across America episodes 1 and 2. Uh, so number 1 was with Tony. Uh, Tony is, oh man, Tony's, Tony's a hoot. Tony, if you're listening to this, man, you're one of my favorites. Um, me and Paul, this, we wanted the Tony episode to be number one just because we had so much fun recording it. And, um, Tony has his own podcast and he has his own get up, uh, barrel proof baseball. I think it is. If that's not it, I'm sorry. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. I listened to it too. I should know it. But, um, that was a great episode. That was a hilarious episode. I gotta have Tony. On. I'm gonna have Tony on the podcast. I'm gonna hit him up. He'll be on in the next few weeks. So Tony, I'm I'm inviting you on, but I'm also making you come on. You can't say no. Um, top ten mustache of all time. Tony has right now. Uh, then we had Danielle come on for episode two. Um, of that was released yesterday. So two days ago at this point, of Bourbon Across America number two. Uh, Danielle uh, is Coffee Black Whiskey Neat on Instagram, and she's like 
one of the first people I followed ever on Instagram. So it's kind of like having a celebrity on. And she's got a huge following. And she actually did the official tasting notes for Stellum Bourbon and Rye, which is crazy to me because we've done Stellum on the show with Whiskey Morgue. Shout out, Mike. Whiskey Morgue. Uh, go check out that episode if you haven't. That's a fantastic episode. Um, like three quarters of my downloads on that episode came from uh, Brampton, uh, Canada, or wherever it is. So shout out to all Whiskey Morgue fans in, in that Canada region. Canada, even though Canada only has 50 people at the most, and their state and their country animal, their national animal is a beaver. Um, but we won't we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. Another cool thing about Peacemaker is he's got a sidekick, and it's a bald eagle, and his name's Eagly. <laughs> original. Mm, uh, but we had Danielle on, episode two, Bourbon Across America, and that was a great episode. Um, so if you haven't checked those out, go over to Bourbon with Friends on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever. Check those out. We got two episodes coming out per week. And uh, right now, as we speak, Paul is in Scotland, and um, I'm not. So uh, I am pretty bummed about that. And he's been recording some podcasts and getting some cool content, and and it's tough for me because he is on a very different time frame than I am. So, uh, But I don't know. I want to go to Scotland so badly. I will go to Scotland very soon. All my Scottish fans out there, I don't know if there's any, but... Um, I've, I, there's definitely some people who listen in Scotland. I know there are. I've seen, I've seen it come up on my podcast tracker thing. Um, how long are we, man? How many minutes have we done? 13 minutes. This is going to be a doozy. Um, let's talk about this stag a little bit. I don't we? Story time. How did I get this stag? Um, how did I get this stag? So stag junior was one of... I thought about putting Stag Jr. as my find of the year um, for 2021. I replaced it with, uh, well, ultimate, ultimately was Kale's uh, uh, E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof. But for me, it was my Larceny Barrel Proof. And I, and I uh, oh, oh, by the way, look what your boy got if you're watching the YouTube video. Check out what I picked up the other day. I think I posted on Instagram. Larceny Barrel Proof C921. $49.99, your boy was pumped. Uh, but how did, how the hell did I find this stag, and where did I find this stag? Um, oh, I had someone text me. I had a, a fellow listener of the show text me. She works at a liquor store, and she texted me that she said, hey, I had this bourbon come in. Uh, and texting me a picture of this, I was like, what the hell? How much? 55 bucks. I'll be down yesterday. So I went down and picked it up, and I just sit, sat in my truck. And, and, and listen, I'm not one. I'm starting to not really enjoy going out whiskey hunting anymore. Like, every once in a blue moon, I'll, I'll hit up a, a run of stores, and I'll see. But, I mean, I like going to the people that I like to do business with. And... um Speaking of that, speaking of the people I like to do business with, shout out to Ron, Tyler, all the guys down at Wyoming Package Store. Gave me a good deal on this sweet sweatshirt. I've been wearing it like every single day. It's so comfortable, and it's camo, um, and I love it. So Wyoming Package Store, they um, are the best whiskey. 
They're the best package store in the. They're the best package store I've ever been to. I'm gonna put it that way. I've been to a lot, and they do the best job, and they're the best people. So shout out to you guys, Ron, Tyler, the rest of the crew down there. You guys are the best. Um. Anyways, I. I what I was saying was I wasn't. I'm not like one of those guys that will, that will like you know. S- I, I I don't like being one of those guys anymore that goes out everywhere looking for bottles. I like to do business with the people I like to do business with. Do I still go into other stores and check just to see? Yes. Did Kale do that two weeks ago and find a bottle of Jack Daniels 10-year for 50 bucks? Sure did. Am I going to steal it on the podcast and say it's mine? Sure am. But regardless, you know, we... I am a strong believer in doing business with the people that you that you enjoy, and that's just what I do. So I don't give my business to many people other than than Ron, but a fellow listener of Who Gives a Dram works at a a package store fairly close to me, and uh, she texted me the picture, and I went and picked it up, and I just looked at it in my truck, and I was like, it's been a long time since I've had you, since I've even drank you. And now we have one. And now my brother has two more. So I got three bottles of Stag. Um, not for sale. But um, I'm happy I have Stag. It's one of those bottles that you see it, you, your heart skips a beat. Just like Weller. We were talking about that with uh, Weller Special Reserve um, on our on our, uh, on, on our review episode. Your heart skips a beat when you, uh, when you drink or when you see a, a, an allocated whiskey on the shelf. And... You know, my my heart is kind of going more to um, craft distilleries now, and maybe single barrel picks or just just out of the ordinary. I got a three cord uh, single barrel pick from Ron in Wyoming. Uh, we have a Buffalo Trace pick coming at Wyoming. We have a Elijah Craig barrel proof pick coming at Wyoming. Um, there's a lot of things coming to Wyoming and. Um, that is a that's always exciting that's especially when you're dealing with someone who knows a whiskey palate like ron but but anyways um every time you see one of those bourbons on the shelf even if it's for way overpriced your heart skips a beat a little bit so um i went from having i went from finding one bottle of stag probably i don't know a month ago to a week after my brother had two of them my brother had two of them, I'll tell you this, and he's going to come on the show here soon for Whiskey with Kin 6 or 7. Um, he found a stag at our at our spot, and then, the, and then the next spot he went to was on our way home, and he stopped in, saw another stag sitting on the top shelf, asked, hey, you selling that stag? Yeah, how much? 50 bucks. So this kid, Kale... Kale's a fiend when it comes to finding whiskey. I'll give I'll give that to the kid. He I let him spend the money because all I got to do is review it, and I'm allowed to drink whenever I want anyway. So, um, that's the story behind the Stag Junior, and a uh, it's it's a great. I mean, I've I've had a little bit of it, as you can see. It's a great bottle. Uh, going on the bottle itself, I mean, just a classic. And the last Stag Junior bottle of all time. And what I mean by that is, and we've talked about this on the podcast a little bit, um, Stag Junior is being eliminated from the Stag name. So that's going to go Stag and then 
George T. Stag. So the Stag Jr. that's right there underneath or in the middle of the second G, that's going away. Uh, batch 17 is the is the um, last Stag batch that's going to have the Junior moniker. Um, and I think I've talked about this on the show a little bit. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I, I It's definitely a marketing gimmick to make the whiskey, I think, seem more prestigious uh, w- without having that junior name, um, the junior symbol, just because it makes it seem like maybe a, 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 a whiskey that doesn't deserve all the hype it gets. Um, I think any whiskey drinker knows that this is one of the best bottles out there. Um it's kind of like going from a boy to a man, maybe, and that's kind of representing how how much of a stride the Stag Junior name has taken within the years. I know it's always been known as a as one of the best barrel proof bourbons, especially at pri- at the price when you can find it. This is a fifty dollar bottle, fifty to sixty bucks MSRP. Um, that's gonna play into my score of this, but I've only seen this in the wild for two hundred fifty dollars plus. So. You kind of got to weigh both options here when you're rating it. But um, I don't necessarily agree with the with the Junior label coming off. I think it's kind of cool. I've always liked saying Stag Junior. Um, and I'm going to miss it, man. It's gonna, I'm going to miss it. I'm definitely going to keep this bottle um, and use it for something. I don't know. But the Stag Junior in it is uh, is cool. And I'm sure Stag Junior bottles will go for hundreds, if not thousands of dollars now on the secondary market because they're the last ones to say Stag Junior. Um, but let's talk about the actual batch number here. Let's get into the review. We've talked about everything else. Let's get into the review. Here on the show, a Stag Junior Batch 17. It is the second batch of 2021. Stag, uh, Stag releases two barrel-proof batches every single year. This is 64.35% alcohol by volume or 128.7 proof. Barrel-proof unfiltered, it's a hitter. It's hot and it's tasty. Um, obviously a product of Buffalo Trace Distillery, uh, the little brother of George T. Stag, which is um, included in the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection every single year. Um... Stag Jr. to me is one of those bourbons that represents a very hearty, bold, barrel-proof bourbon. Not that there aren't, not that there are barrel-proof bourbons that don't represent that, but every review that I've read or watched, or even myself experience, bold flavors, brash, big bravato flavors in this dark. Um, I haven't had any in a while, so I'm excited just to kind of see if that if that holds true. Um, but like I said, this is the fall 2021 release, uh, the summer 2020, 2021 release, batch 16, universally loved, 130.9 proof. So this is a few proof points lower. Uh, some other uh, barrel proof releases every year that this can get um, that this can get uh, compared to Larceny barrel proof. Elijah Craig Barrel Proof is probably the number one uh, comparable barrel proof release uh, that is readily available on the market. Um, Eli- or, uh, Wild Turkey Rare Breed is another good one that is a a readily available barrel proof bourbon that might be a good you know um, replacement for this if you can't find it. Um, 
This is the uh, Buffalo Trace low rye mash bill, so under 10% rye. Uh, it's mash bill number one, so it's the same mash bill as Buffalo Trace, Negro Rare, etc. Um, there's no age statement on this whiskey. Uh, they do say that it's around a blend of eight-year-old bourbons, however. Um, and those that's kind of the the quick facts about about uh stag jr in terms of the statistics here um i don't really know the uh, history behind it and i'm not a history show so we're not going to do it but i want to get into the nose here nice dark amber color you know very uh not even coppery just kind of like a dark molasses brown i i is is what it looks like here in the glass and yeah those bold flavors come right out first thing Hits you right in the nose with a bunch of baking spice. It doesn't. the The spice. I mean, the 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 nose is bold and the nose is there. It's a little toned down. That could be my. That could be me. You know. Not uh, not being fully recovered, and I don't know if it was on this on my podcast or I don't know if it was on this podcast or Bourbon with Friends where. I proved that I couldn't smell anything because I opened up this bottle and I took a big old sniff right in the bottle and I didn't even make a, I didn't even flinch. So that's how you know it's bad. Um, yeah, kind of running down the glass nice, very viscous. I'm getting, oh man, that's really good. I'm getting a um, a lot of butterscotch, dark notes in there, dark fruits, kind of like a, uh, not, not not like a port, but like a um, like a sweet raisin type of thing. Maybe like a like a raisin bread or a raisin custard or something. Lots of oak in there. Lots and lots and lots of oak, um, but nothing. Again, nothing overpowering. Cherry on there like nobody's business. But mixing that with like a raisin, it's like a cherry raisin type of mixture to it. Because I do get, I, I do get a more backwards dark fruit on there. The more I let, the more I give it a swirly poo, though, it is it is opening up with the cherry. And then on the back end of the nose, a nice, nice cinnamon, nice, nice cinnamon. It's I get the baking spice more on the front rather than the cinnamon, and I mean like right on the front. And then it also has you know the the standard vanilla notes in there. Oh man, it just smells old. It smells ready. It just smells ready, ready to rock and roll. And that's what we're going to do here right now. Welcome to an, another sippy poo. The first sippy poo of, uh, who gives a dream 2020. I'm happy. We're going to review this stag junior batch 17. Cheers, everybody. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm, 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 um, I'm shaking with excitement right now. Oh, man. Right off the bat, big, big, big leather. There's leather that's coming out. That's the first thing I get. More cherry, maybe like a darker cherry. I'm not really getting that raisin that I got. Like a ra- like a raisin bread. Um man, leather and cherry leather. If they if they made a car scent of cherry leather, 
it would t- it would smell like this taste um or this would taste like it smells vice versa big vanilla and oak notes on there wow it coats the mouth like it just coats the mouth well and on it am i getting a little mint Oh, the oak is just crazy. Cinnamon, crazy. It doesn't drink like a near 130 proofer. Now, it's hot. Don't get me wrong. My eyes are watering up a little bit. But it's not uh, It's not overpowering. That's for damn sure. Um, I am getting a little mint. A little like of that mint spice. It's not minty like a piece of gum mint. It's minty like how when you, mint is spice, is spicy. And there's no other way, I can't describe how it is, but you know what I'm talking about, it's spicy. I'm getting a lot of that on this. I'm getting big leather notes, I'm getting big cherry notes, I'm getting the vanilla and oak as always, but that minty freshness is in there too. Very, very nice touch to this. It's, it has it has zero evidence of any of its proof. This is drinking like a like a hotter one fifteen or this is drinking like on the level of like old Forester nineteen twenty, um, but not as much of that rye spice. It's more of like a minty spice with big cherry leather and vanilla in there. Oh, man. Now, I will say this. I might catch a little flack on this. On the end, I'm getting a bit more of a, of like a, that cinnamon spice is coming out on the end. Uh, Here, I got the no age statement, blah, blah, blah. I kind of want to see how this holds up if I let it sit for a bit. And I have let it sit for a bit, but really let it open up a few months, really, of letting it oxidize in the glass. I like this. I like the nose more than I like the, than I like the palate. And, and I think it's because of that, that mint. Now, the mint is, again, it's defining, it's bold, it's there, and it's not bad, but it's not exactly what I like. Um, it provides a little bit of like a cool freshness to it. Kind of like when you're chewing gum and you breathe in and it's really cold. That's kind of the experience in this glass right now. Mix that with big dark cherry leather vanilla notes. And that's what you get with the Stag Junior Batch 17. That being said, it's not up my alley, but I don't, I, this is, this is, this is good. I'm not going to say this is not good. This is terrific. Um, and, you know, Stag Jr. is Stag Jr. It's, it's, I feel like a lot of people will probably like this because it's, it's Stag Jr. It's hard to get. It's kind of a flex. You know, I got a Stag Jr. Whether you paid 50 bucks or 250 bucks, it's a flex. Um, people are kind of are kind of tailored to like it. Now, that's not hating on Stag Jr. This is a phenomenal dram. 
But if I'm being completely honest with myself, do I would I rather have Larceny barrel proof? I mean, what I mean, Elijah Craig, Elijah Craig B520. It's it's up there. I mean, this stag. Listen, this is. It, I'd be silly not to put this in the top three barrel proofs. At the very, very most, top five. At the very, very most, I would. I'm almost confident it's top three. For me right now, and I might be a little bad because I still, you know, I'm still recovering maybe from my taste and my spell. So maybe we need to revisit this. But from what I can tell. This is a very bold, very, very prominent barrel-proof whiskey that, at retail, is one of the best buys you can get in the world. Um, at retail. And I wish I could only score that based on retail, but I have to include availability. And the tr- the fact of the matter is this. You can't find Stag Jr. anywhere for the most part, for for retail. You kind of have to know a guy. You have to go at the right time. You have to win a lottery. You have to buy a barrel pick with it. And I'm not blaming anybody, but that's just the fact of the matter. That's that's real life. Real life, this is going for at least 200 bucks, at the very least. Maybe in some instances you find it for 150 and you think that's a deal. No. I would say for the, for the majority of the time, the Stag Jr., the batch 17 or at regardless is going for 200 to 250 bucks. And that puts me in a predicament of how I'm going to rate this. Oh, nice. A little bit of brown sugar too on the palate there. Just phenomenal, phenomenal notes. I'm going to rate this based on the price, but the availability. I'm going to rate this as a $50 to $60 MSRP, but I'm also going to include availability in there. Now, that being said, all in all, from presentation to color to nose, palette, finish, everything and everything in between, this is a, I mean, this is about as good of a dram you're going to find anywhere. The boldness of the character, the 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 way it coats your mouth, the way the way it stays with you throughout the entire process, from the nose to the palate to the finish, the way it gives you that Kentucky hug, as we all call it, with those big leather notes, those big 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 oak notes, huge cherry notes, and then the little subtleties that are still bold in their own way. I don't know how they do it there at Buffalo Trace Distillery. With the cinnamon and the van- and the vanillas and the mints, like we were just talking about, and the baking spices and that raisin. I mean, it, there's a lot going on here, but it's all it's it's very harmonious. It comes together very beautifully. Um, and as a fifty to sixty dollar bourbon, I mean, if this was if you could find this, even if it was like Blanton's, where you could find it, that's a solid amount of places if you look hard enough, but if this was still available, I mean, if this was in every store, I mean, easy, easy, easy 9.5, if not higher. Um, but that's the fact of the matter is I've seen this a few times in my over a year of visiting uh, liquor stores just to, fu- just to look for whiskey. But I'd be a very, very foolish man to give this under a 9.0. 
Uh, with that being said, I'm going to give this Stag Jr. Batch 17. Um, I'm going to give it a 9.3. Uh, Stamp it. Uh, the reason behind that is mainly because of the pro- the juice. It's just it's it's one of the best. It, I, I don't know much of better. I could face this bottle in a night. I would die, but I could face it in a night um, if it was readily available. Uh, but it's not readily available, and yeah, I mean you have to take that in consideration. But I mean this, I've never had another batch of Stag Junior, so I can't play off what I've tasted in the past. Um, I've tasted uh, a previous batch one other time. I have no idea. I don't remember it at all. Um, but if they're anything like this or better, I can't. E- I mean, I can't even imagine how good they are. Um, this is on. This as a product is better than Larceny Barrel Proof. I just personally enjoy Larceny Barrel Proof more, and I actually see Stag Junior in more places than I see Larceny Barrel Proof. Funny enough. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I've never seen Larceny Barrel Proof. I've seen this a handful of times. It just goes for 250 bucks. Um, I'm happy with that score though. 9.3. I'm happy with that 9.3. This is great. I mean, this is, this is one of the best I've had on the show. Um, it's right up there with the best Elijah Craig Barrel Proof batches. It's right up there with Larceny Barrel Proof. Um, and I'd be, I'd be very, very intrigued to have a barrel proof blind test, Maybe we'll do that very soon. Maybe we'll do that very soon. But that is my um, uh, that is my uh, calling there to end this podcast. Thirty seven minutes, not terrible, you guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is this was fun. I'm glad that we can drink whiskey together again. Um, you know where to find me: Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure you're leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed everywhere. Every single place, make sure you're subscribed. YouTube, subscribe and like the videos on there. Leave a comment for me if you want. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Who gives a dram? Um, and make sure you're following everything Bourbon with Friends as well. Bourbon with Friends everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, check it out on on all social or on all podcast platforms. We're available everywhere. Two episodes a week with Bourbon with Friends, one episode a week with Who Gives a Dram. Your boys releasing content this year, releasing content this year. That's what we're doing. And uh, a lot of cool things down the down down the pipe we're coming with. So, um as I do every single week, I'm going to let my buddy Nick Bossy play me out. Uh what happened to country? Available on all platforms. And as always, whiskey's the water of life. So let's start living. I'll catch you guys next week. My hands are tired of paying my bills. I'm staring at a bottle, I'm aiming to kill. The weeks passing by and the seasons to change. And I'm playing my song, trying to make me a name. Say as they walk out the bar, the kids gone places, maybe 
even a star. They don't play country down in Nashville today, just the same chord progression with nothing to say. What happened to country? Three chords and the truth. And who's gonna step up and fill their big shoes, writing songs about outlaws? Sing it all night in songs that'll make a grown man cry. They use auto-tune now down on Music Row True country died there a long time ago No, they don't play Waylon on the boulevard But they'll do anything to be rock stars What happened to country? Three chords and the truth And who's gonna step up? Fill their big shoes, writing songs about our loss, singing all night and songs that'll make a grown man cry. hope for us yet cause there's millions of people who cannot forget the way Johnny Cash brought a tear to their eyes or how Marty Robbins painted Texas skies what happened to country the cards and the truth and who's gonna step up and fill their big shoes writing songs about outlaws Singing all night and songs that'll make a grown man cry. A grown man cry. A grown man cry. I won't let country die.